Welcome to Younger Older. I'm Dave Wager, your host. I'm here in the studios at Silver Birch Ranch on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute. And today I am with Jeremy Lundgren. He is the president of the Nicolay Bible Institute. And he's just starting this role, a brand new role for you here at Silver Birch Ranch and Nicolay Bible Institute. Um, what is it exactly that you hope to accomplish as president of Nicolay Bible Institute? What is Nicolay Bible Institute and what are we, what are we offering? Sure, and Dave, thanks for having me on, and happy to be here, happy to be at Nicolay Bible Institute. And Nicolay Bible Institute, it's a one-year undergraduate program that offers a certificate in biblical and theological studies uh, geared for uh, undergraduate students right out of high school to come and uh, study God's Word, learn how to study God's Word, uh, learn theology, the, the Christian faith. And so we have an academic program here that the students go through. And then along the way, they are an integral part of the ministry of Silver Birch Ranch. So uh, serving the retreats that are happening over the weekends, um, just an integral part of the ministry. So we are training them on how to serve, how to be involved in ministry, and uh, helping them uh, study theology and scripture along the way. So I am, as you said, stepping in as the president of this uh, new this year and excited to be doing that, excited to kind of look to the future of what this program is. It's been you know, built up in a good way over the years, a good foundation. Uh, many students who have gone through it. I enjoy meeting alumni that are up here as parents or as grandparents, uh, bringing their kids here. And they have good memories of this place, of uh, the the ministries they did, the trips they took, even the classes and the homework assignments that they did. And so looking forward to building on a good foundation and helping young people today learn how to live in this world as genuine followers of Christ, uh, learn how to uh, read and lean on God's word uh, because it's reliable and trustworthy, uh, teaching them how to uh, think in biblical and godly ways about uh, life and what they say, see in the world around them. Yeah, you know, I've, I've watched this program develop since 1982. It, it started when we first moved up here, and the idea was to allow people to come to a place where they got skills that they would use in any profession. Yes. Whether they go into ministry or whether they go into, and everything's ministry to me, but whether they are a welder or a doctor or a lawyer, you know, there are just certain things that people need to do well. Yep. They need to know God. Yes. They need to know how to read the Bible. They need to know how to serve. And that's exactly what we do at Nicolay Bible Institute. So I, we're excited to have you here because you understand that, you know, those are the things in life that get, need to get passed on to every profession, to every family. You know, I, I keep having this simple dream of what if we could produce students every year, or God would use us to do that, that genuinely walked with him, that genuinely loved him, and knew God's word, and we're active in serving their communities. Oh, that'd be wonderful. And, you know, when I talk to prospective students, uh, one of the ways that I explain the program, you know, you might might think what type of student, what type of, you know, maybe high school graduate uh, is this program geared towards? And it's for students who, you know, maybe want to go in a number of different paths with their life. If they want to go on uh, to a Bible college to continue, continue their theological studies. We transfer the credits to a number of schools in the area, uh, so it lays a good foundation for that. If they want to go on, like you said, into a into a trade or into a career um, or want to be involved in, in home life, that's, this sets a good foundation for that. Or even if they want to go on to a, a different vocation, a different career, study something else at a 
public university. This is still a, a unique transition, a unique way for them to prepare for uh, what life has ahead for them. And when you see, again, when you see graduates of our program later in life, whatever they're doing, however they're serving, uh, you can tell uh, just kind of the way that it has helped shape them in uh, in significant ways in their kind of outlook on life and how they approach family, how they approach their involvement in their church, how they approach their careers. Great. You know, and what makes you qualified? Are you qualified to teach? Because sometimes programs like this, you, you basically have a group getting together and and I and I'm not, you know, dissing them or anything, but it's it's like okay, you just have people teach that aren't really teachers and they're not really prepared for it. It's more of a discipleship thing, which I'm yeah. all for, or a mem- mentorship thing again, which I'm all for. But this program is a little different in that it's both academic yep. and very practical. So what what is your background? What 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 is it that gives you and and we have another teacher, Ethan, right? And what, what, what is it that gives you guys the qualifications to be teachers at Nicolay Bible Institute? Yeah, well, in answering that question, I'll go back a little bit in time and just say that, you know, a year ago when we started talking about this opportunity, I was at a place uh, trying to figure out what, um, what was kind of the next big step in my life. And I had spent time uh, doing ministry overseas in Kazakhstan with my, with my wife, uh, with college students. I'd spent time in youth ministry and then had uh, just kind of through the years been pursuing academics and had recently finished up my PhD in theology at Wheaton College. And uh, down in the Chicago area, I was uh, teaching classes. I taught classes at Moody Bible Institute and then had been teaching for the last two or three years at Wheaton College and involved in the ministry of my church uh, with the youth group on the elder board, things like that. And kind of had that question of, God, what do you have next for me? And what would the position be that where you will use all these different experiences that I've had, all the different uh, things that I've been doing throughout life and pursued a couple different options. And the opportunity to be here at Nicolay Bible Institute and at Silver Birch Ranch is just, uh, in my mind, um, God's provision, a uh, just a unique blend of um, you know, needing experience, uh, teaching classes, and having been trained in in those academic disciplines, and so I have that with the the PhD in systematic theology, and then the experience with youth ministry and outreach and missions, other things like that. And so you also I, have some business background. A little bit, yeah. So my my bachelor's degree is in construction management. There you go. And uh, so throughout the years, I've had you know interesting kind of timeline of my career where I've done construction for for on and off for probably about eight or nine years uh, in various capacities. Uh, oftentimes that was in maybe a transition when I when we came home from Kazakhstan before we jumped into the next thing. Uh, things along those lines. And so I do enjoy doing practical things with my hands um, as well as, you know, using my mind, reading and writing, uh, studying things along those lines. Well, it's fun to have somebody, uh, a part of a program that has a, the right degrees as far yes. as doctor degrees. You've spent time studying God's Word. You've spent time studying theology. You'll be teaching theology in the fall. Yes. And um, so, so that's great because you're actually qualified to do that. And not only that, but you've been a part of churches, yes. which we, we think is vital that uh, young people understand the, the role of church and that you've been in that role. Yes. You've also been in the business world. Right. So for, for the young people coming to Nicolay Bible Institute, they're getting a varied uh, understanding as you teach. It's, 
Because anyone that's a teacher, I've taught all my life, and the, the kids get the whole person when you teach. They do. You know, the, the experiences that you've had and, and all the other things God uses to prepare you. And I'm really excited to have Jeremy a part of our team because as I look at his skills and what God has been doing in his life, it's like God perfectly set you up for this, to really be somebody who he uses in the future to help guide and direct kids coming out of high school, kids who are college age that are trying to figure out what to do in life, the experiences that you bring to the table, joining the other people on staff, both at Silver Birch and Nicolay Bible Institute, is going to be valuable. So we're, we're thrilled you're here. Thank you. And, and you moms and dads listening, I'm telling you, I have great confidence in Jeremy that he's going to lead the troops the way he should. And um, we're going to see some really great results. Who, Thank you. who else do we have working with us here? Yeah, I was going to say, you mentioned Ethan, so we should say a little yep. bit more about him. Uh, so Ethan Keller, is, he, he and his uh, wife and family, they're going to be uh, moving up here this month. And he's started. So he's got a uh, master's degree in Old Testament. And so uh, his expertise is more biblical studies. My expertise is more uh, theology. Uh, but a very uh, smart and capable uh, man um, loves God's word. Uh, I've really been encouraged seeing him. You know, right now it's uh, summertime, so NBI classes aren't in session, but we've got the summer staff here, which includes right. the NBI students as well as, you know, 30 or so other college aged individuals that are up here working and serving for the summer. And uh, so he's just done, done a great job of uh, talking to the students, uh, learning about the program, uh, learning about uh, what he's doing. And he's excited to. Uh, teach Old Testament survey in the fall. He's excited to uh, be involved with the students as yeah. well. Yeah. I think this is, is a great fit. We also have my brother who's got a doctorate in yep. something. Doctorate I, of ministry. Yeah, there we go. I, I forgot what it was in. Yep. That's what brothers do, though, I guess. We just we know we got brothers who go to school and get all these degrees. And, right. and he comes up as an adjunct professor, and I have my master's in education, and I get to teach classes. And I tell you what, we are. it is so exciting to be a part of something that God's doing in the hearts of young people, especially in this day and age. It is. Because we get to take and pour our lives into, you know, probably 30 students. Right. And, and as we do that, we, we get to um, impart some of the things that are timeless in their life that, that our nation seems to be ignoring right now. Yep. And, and really what's kind of fun is you come from two different academic backgrounds, in more than two. But two specifically that you taught, both Moody and, and Wheaton are two different kind of schools they are. In, in many respects. So your your varied background is actually going to be valuable as we continue to press on with young people at, here at Nicolay Bible Institute through the years. Is there any room for this coming year for students yet? There is, yeah. We've got a number of good applicants already, um, but we are uh, still still have applications available. You can uh, apply online if you go to nicolaybibleinstitute.org. Uh, there are still some spots available. Uh, the program starts the uh, end of August, late in August, and so if you, that's something you're thinking about, uh, if you've got a uh, young person in your life, or if you yourself are uh, just trying to figure out what what are the next steps that God would have for me, I encourage you to. Uh, go on our website, look at our program, look at the classes that we teach, uh, look at the ministry of Silver Birch Ranch as a whole, uh, look at all the various ways that uh, you could be involved in, in serving. You know, we have students who are uh, serving in the kitchen, cooking and cleaning. We have students who are involved with 
housekeeping and maintenance. There are a lot of buildings here on the campus, and uh, we just keep keeping them running, keeping them clean. And then as groups come up, we serve them in various ways. And so the students are involved in very practical ways in, in all the various aspects of ministry here. Yeah. You know, now you, you talked about uh, systematic theology is something that you yes. got your degree in. So you're passionate about that. Yes. And you're going to be teaching that. Now, yes. if, if, let me just throw a question at you. I'm a student. I grew up in the church. And, and I'm thinking, why do I need to go somewhere where you tell me there is a God who created the earth? I know that. Yeah. yeah. All right. You know, theology 101, you know, there's, there's a God. I'm not him kind of thing. How do you answer somebody who's grown up in the church who might say, I know this stuff. You're, you're going to teach me something I know? Well, I... Yes, and we need to hear what we know more than once, right? Yeah. Uh, God tells us repeatedly things. Uh, you know, you think about your your wife. You don't just tell her that you love her once and then expect you know expect her to remember that. So we do need to be told things that we already know. Should we write it down and hand it to them so they could look at it again? <laughs> Writing it <laughs> down right, just, does, doesn't hurt. Just joking, hurt. just joking. <laughs> right, right. Um, but here's where I think systematic theology as a as a discipline and as a class is helpful is that we have uh, deep thoughts about God, right? We think about his character and his nature. We think about the things that he does in this world. And it might be when we're sitting in church listening to a sermon, as we're reading scripture in a Bible study, or even just thinking about our own lives, we draw conclusions about God. And sometimes those conclusions are correct and they're biblical. Uh, Sometimes they're mostly correct. They need to be refined, and God does that through further study and through experiences in life. And and sometimes we, we hold this idea of God over here in one hand and this idea of God over there in that hand. And we don't often have the time to sit through and think, how do I put those two things together? How do I put those two thoughts together? And so what systematic theology does is it kind of offers you the opportunity to, to walk through kind of from the beginning, just starting with the idea of revelation of of. Uh, there is a God, and how can we know Him? And then, what is He like? Uh, you know, why did He even create this world in the first place? And then on through to the problem of sin, uh, Christ coming as the solution to that sin, uh, the church being the result of the work of Christ's salvation, and and on we go to Christ's return. And so, just taking all those big sections and putting them together. And uh, sometimes, you know, I, I've had students. Uh, you know, I, I teach uh, graduate. Uh, level classes at Wheaton College as well and uh, sometimes I'll have students who are you know they've been Christians 20 30 years and they'll say this class at the in the middle of the class they'll say this class uh, has kind of shaken my faith a little bit Mm. and I always say well hang in there Uh, right it's not over yet but oftentimes there are things that we've assumed and right there's there's kind of disconnects in our mind that we aren't we haven't fully grappled with and so when you do, there is a little bit of, uh, of of learning and maybe trepidation. But then as you keep pushing through and you, you keep looking in God's word, you keep seeing just the beauty and the amazement of uh, the God who created us and loves us, uh, his purposes in creating this world and uh, bringing about redemption through Christ. And then you start putting those pieces together and you start getting excited and you, and you, you start seeing, you know, I had a, a hodgepodge picture of uh, who God is in the world that he created and the work that he does. And now I'm starting to see it in in greater detail. I'm starting to see how this over there and that over there connect with each other. That's what gets me excited about systematic theology. 
Yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting through the years. I think that's been one of the things that has driven me um, up a wall. Is right. when students come and it's like, yeah, I know, like I'll, I'll start, I used to t- teach theology, and I'm moving to teach some other things and, and excited about that. But the, the bottom line is, you know, I say there is a God, and, you know, you're not him, and we're going to go through this. Right, and, right. And, you know, half the students are going, yeah, I know this already. You right, know, I, right. I, I'm already in there, Dave. No problem. I'm, uh, then I said, well, good. I said, you know, if, do you know there's a God? Yes. Do you know he loves you? Yes. Then why don't you act like it is my next question. Right. Right. And now, now I've got them for the rest of the semester because it's like no matter what they say, I ask them, why don't you act like it? Right. You right. know, I mean, if, if you really know these things, if you really understand who God is and you really understand uh, his love for you and his plan for mankind and you really understand all this stuff, why do you act like you act then? Which, you know, and one of the other topics you cover in a theology class is theological anthropology. Uh, who humans are as created by God and, you know, how we think about our, our minds and our hearts and our souls in relation to our tongues, the words we speak, our bodies, the actions we uh, perform and things like that. And the doctrine of sin is wrapped up in there as well of, you know this stuff, why aren't you acting that way? And I mean, I mean that's where you need the practical disciplines of life where you go out and you, you, you need to do it. You need some, you know, get in some repetitions. Right. Um, but you also need to, to know it. You need to know, okay, I'm a, someone created in the image of God. I'm falling into sin and, and God is uh, doing this work of redemption in my life. And so it helps, I think it helps young people. I think it helps all of us kind of interpret our the moments in our days when you ask those questions. I do know this and... Uh, I, I should be acting uh, one way, and, and why am I acting another? And how do I find hope? And how do I see a genuine change in my life? Uh, you know, n- another thing I was going to mention about systematic theology is uh, the opportunity to be in a class like this, where you know students get to listen to me talk, they get to listen to you talk. Some uh, we also ask them to speak back to us in right. various ways through their homework assignments, sometimes sharing in class, other times writing a paper. And, you know, oftentimes we have ideas in our mind, uh, but when you try to speak them out, you realize, I don't quite know what I'm saying. If you ever had that experience where you open your mouth, you think you've got a great idea, and then halfway through you realize, you know, this isn't a fully formed idea yet. I want students to have fully formed ideas. And so we have them write papers. We have them take tests. We have them do these assignments where – you know, we're asking them to speak back to us and, and speak to themselves and to kind of have fully more fully formed uh, understandings of the Christian faith, of the gospel. Okay, so you mentioned academics now. So I'm wondering if parents might be listening or some young people, what is the schedule like? I mean, is there a schedule? We, they actually go to classes. They go to class. And so yes. give us a schedule like for a week, what, what it might look like. If I'm an MBI student, yep. what does my typical week during the fall look like? Yeah, well, I'll start on a Tuesday, and I'll, you'll you'll figure out why when I, we get back to Monday. But uh, Tuesday mornings, uh, you start with classes. And so uh, actually Tuesday throughout the day, you'll have three classes. And then Wednesdays, there's no classes, but students have a, a variety of things that they're involved with. It might be a day off, a day to do homework. Uh, some students, they'll be involved with ministries and churches around here, so they might help with a youth group on Wednesday night. Uh, Thursday, sa- same schedule as Tuesday with uh, three classes that the students will be in during the day. And then Thursday uh, night, usually there's... Thursday chapel. night, there's chapel. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, and then we gear up, you know, during the school year, it's uh, we have groups coming up for weekend retreats. And so 
uh, Friday morning the students are in uh, classes as well but then we're gearing up as at the, the camp as a whole is getting ready for uh, retreaters to come in and then the students uh, you know coming up here new one of my favorite moments in the week is Thursday at lunch when the students get their uh, schedule for the retreat over the weekend and they pour over it to look and see am I going to be working on zip line on Friday night am I going to be in the canteen on Saturday night where am I going to be what am I going to be doing uh, who are my classmates that I'll be working with uh, things like that and they, they look over that schedule and then they they know what their weekend's going to look like where they're going to be serving where they're going to be spending their hours and then how they're going to be spending their downtime uh, going to church uh, getting some rest sure. doing their homework things like that and so the weekends uh, the weekends are full the weekends are busy I, I often note that when I was a freshman in college you know I, I started my college career at Kansas State University and the way these students are spending their weekends very different from the way a typical college freshman yes. would spend their weekend and in a good way yeah. uh, in a way where there's uh, you know because you can think of all the things you might want to do with your free time on a weekend uh, and those things quickly become empty they become hollow they become you know, you know just just no good and right. so i enjoy seeing the students building up um just skills and capacities and endurance to serve and work uh, figuring out how to find joy in what they're doing and they do it, it's been great over the course of this year to see this last class of nbi students how they've grown and, and what they've learned and what they've figured out over the over the course of the year and then here in the summertime they no longer have classes there's no longer homework but they're doing a great job of uh, working in all these areas that they've, yeah. been, they've been trained so long but back to our weekly schedule uh, so Friday, uh, Saturday, and, and Sunday, they are working the retreat. And then, uh, you know, Sunday evening, Monday, there's some cleanup around camp that they're involved in. And then Monday is uh, a day off as well. And then uh, Tuesday morning, we st started over again. Yeah. You know, one of the, the, the greatest lessons I think of MBI through the years has always been just to learn to serve. When you look throughout the Bible, those, we, we understand that we're created to serve. Yeah. We first and foremost serve God by obedience. Yes. Secondly, we look at each other and we serve each other. And that's what we're made to do. But that's not something that you automatically do in life. That's something you get trained to do. Um, I was just talking with a, a pastor recently. We were talking about the differences in culture okay. from years ago till now in teaching. And my whole brain works on educational forums and that kind of stuff. So. And he said, what do you see that the difference is? I said, well, the difference is we're hiring people to do all our education now. And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, years ago, parents used to be up here with their kids serving. Now okay. they send them up here. Okay. It, same with school. We expect the school system to educate our children. Years ago, parents were involved in education. We expect our pastors to take care of their biblical training. Years ago, parents used to be involved in their biblical training. What we've done is we've delegated that, and parents have become more the, um, I want to make sure I'm the director of fun. Okay. And, and now the educational part will lead to the church, will lead to the school, will lead to the government, you know, whatever that might be. Right. And really, parents are not overly involved anymore in the development of children. Uh, and, and so what we get to do here in many respects is say, no, you need to be involved in service, and then you need to be involved in service as you get older, 
you need to be the examples of what it looks like to walk with God and never lose the idea that you're responsible to teach the next generation. I don't care what level you're at. Right. I don't care whether you're a parent or a teacher. Don't leave it to the teachers. You know, when I was first involved in ministry in Kazakhstan, uh, Casey and I were newly married, no children, and we were working with college students. Uh, most of them lived uh, kind of in uh, a college town in Kazakhstan. And so we didn't meet hardly any of their parents. We weren't involved with them. It was just involved with them as young people. And then when I got involved in youth ministry uh, back in uh, in the States, in Arizona, I had young children, and I would I would meet the parents and get to know them a little bit. And my, my point is that throughout the years, as my children have grown up, uh, I've found in my involvement with ministry to young people that I, I'm still involved with the students themselves, but I found myself getting more and more involved directly with the parents, and partly because I can just relate to where they're at. Yeah. So you know, I have uh, three teenage children right now myself, and uh, and then just realizing that I'm on the same team with the parents. We want good things for their children, and we're figuring out how to how to make that happen together. And so if we can be an encouragement to parents who want to see their 18, 19-year-old uh, figure out how to kind of step out of the nest, uh, take responsibility, make their faith their own, uh, you know, and there's there's a degree of kind of risk involved and in, entrusting in, in your children to someone else. Uh, but we want to help give those opportunities to the students. And we do. And so the, the other staff here at camp, uh, not just the faculty at NBI, but uh, other employees here, uh, those students are working under them and they're being directed by them and they're held to certain expectations and how they get their jobs done and what they're doing. Sure. Uh, and, and they're held, held to those expectations by godly men and women uh, who love these young people, who enjoy having them come, uh, enjoy building relationships with them, uh, discipling them. And yeah. so we, we love doing that. We love, you know, you were making the point of there's a tendency in our culture to outsource important parts of our lives, our family life, uh, to other people. And so uh, we want to be a source for families, but just, just to say we want to be doing that alongside parents and we families. We want to make sure that the young people that come here understand that Christianity is a lifestyle. It's something you do in life. You have these relationships with God and each other. And, and I'll often tell one of the kids I'm mentoring, go out and love God, and he'll look back at me, and I'll go, and do it in public. Right. You know, I mean, it's like, go go be the example. Don't ever lose that. Don't delegate the precious opportunity it is to demonstrate who God is to the people around you. Yep. Don't delegate that. Yep. You do that. And that's why I even mentioned the context of Nicolay Bible Institute. I think it's something that we want to teach, that it's a lifestyle, not something that you just do on Sundays or when you get together your small group or whatever. Yep. Dave, you said we are created to serve, and we give opportunities here at NBI and at SBR to serve, uh, you know, you think about we're also created to uh, find enjoyment in God, find enjoyment in who he made us to be and what he's given us to, to do. And you think about how much energy we spend looking for shortcuts or looking for right. cheap alternatives to genuine pleasure, to genuine joy, to genuine satisfaction. And we know that. We know the cheap thrill that comes from getting out of hard work, but we also know the deeper thrill that comes from the satisfaction of having completed a hard job, right? Something you thought you couldn't do, uh, but you grow and you learn and there's maybe a point of despair, but you, you, you know, you, God gives you the strength and you work through that. Uh, and that's encouraging. Uh, I'm convicted about that even in, in my own life as, yeah. I, as I think about that. Well, 
Thank you, Jeremy. We're going we're gonna to do another session, and I hope you can join us, uh, those that are downloading this program or podcast or listening on Q90 Radio. Um, we're going to take a break here and come back and do another session together and continue to talk about things here at the Nicolay Bible Institute with Jeremy Lundgren, and I'm Dave Wager. And we're excited about the opportunity to continue to develop programs that can reach the youth of the United States of America right here on these grounds in northern Wisconsin. So thanks for listening. We look forward to uh, speaking to you again soon from the studios at Silver Birch Ranch. Goodbye for now.